Today, we are breaking off from our normal routine. Uh, there's just Lizzie and myself here. Yeah, we took everybody else out. Wop, wop. So, <laughs> we are going to change up routine a little bit. We are going to be interviewing Lizzie and talking to her a little bit about where she came from, which ironically is the church that we are at now. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe we'll talk about, you know, marriage stuff a little bit even. So uh. thanks for tuning in to a little bit of a different podcast today. And welcome to The Truth Response. Welcome to The Truth Response. So is this like an origin story thing or like what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot kind less, of like most... A lot less superhero-y. <laughs> most of our podcasts, I don't really know what's going to happen. Like, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I guess introduce yourself a little bit. Um, um, my name is uh, Lizzie Stevenson. I am the... Fam- family Ministries Director here at Rise Christian Church. Uh, yeah, that's so who I am. <laughs> okay, so you were born in... I was born in California. Um, lived there with my parents in a not-so-great neighborhood um, until I was one and a half. And they came to Florida because my mom's parents moved here. Uh, my grandma had rheumatoid arthritis diagnosed when she was in her 20s, um, could no longer live in the cold, and she was, they were in Ohio, so, and there's good doctors down here, so they, my grandparents moved uh, down here uh, for that, and so my parents came to visit, um, and all my dad's family is from California, they're still all currently in California <laughs> uh, as adults, so uh, they came to visit. And my dad looked at my mom as they were heading back and was like, well, do you want to move here? And my mom's like, oh, really? Like, so, uh, so when I was about two-ish, uh, we moved uh, across the country to Florida. And one coast to the other. Yeah, almost. coast I mean. to coast. Uh, one L.A. right side of, out of Los Angeles to uh, one L.A. Lehigh Acres. Uh, <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. so yeah, that. so that's kind of how we ended up here in Lehigh, uh, and so siblings. Siblings, I have a older brother. He's much older than me, eighteen months. Um, oh, much so, older. <laughs> yeah, much older. Um, much as I say, we're about at the same, same maturity level. So sorry. Susan, so, that's his wife. So not not mature at all. <laughs> no. About as mature Mid- as a, about middle school a boy. Middle school boy. Middle yeah. school boy, yeah. Farts are funny. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so just the two of us, we didn't get, really get along at, when we were growing up until we uh, really, he got out of high school. So. so where did Jesus come into the mix? Where did Jesus come in? Okay, so... I don't know a time that Jesus wasn't in the mix. Like, I don't remember a time. I was baptized when I was, like, seven-ish. Um, so I was relatively young uh, when I decided that uh, I wanted to be baptized. And it's really cool because, you know, come, this is the church that I grew up in that I now work at. And um, my mom was the church secretary for 17 years uh, uh, for the first uh, pastor here. And so he went through and he did, he did my like talk, you know, we had the conversation about, you know, who Jesus is, what did you know, all those things and what he's done for me. And like, are you ready to get baptized and stuff? And then my dad got to baptize me and it's still the same. I think it's the same baptistry. Um, that's still here. I'm not really sure, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do have pictures of me helping remodel the church. So I have no, no clue, but like, so this is the church that I grew up in. I mean, I w- went to nursery, uh, walked myself to class. Uh, my mom and my best friend's mom were my teachers. Like, 
And your dad. And my and dad your best was friend's the youth, dad. Were you, the youth, <laughs> were youth sponsors and youth leaders and did all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I feel like they uh, they uh, kind of tapered off when uh, their kids got old enough, um, except for my dad. My dad stuck with it. Your dad's uh, crazy. Yeah. My dad's like a middle school boy stuck in an older man's body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, I don't know a time that I really was like, oh, like, I don't know about Jesus. I don't know about God. I don't like, I don't go to church. Like I like lived here, uh, because my mom worked here as well. So like summers was spent, like if my dad was working, um, my mom would have us come down here and like help her out with like mailing and mailers and helping file because she hated filing and like stuff like that and would bribe us with with food we could get whatever food from like the little store (laughs) down the road um to eat uh so it was never like it wasn't an option whether we were involved in church or not and i never knew that it was like people like i knew people didn't go to church but i didn't really know that like that was an option but in a good way, like right. I I wanted to be here. I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be, you know, learning about God and stuff like that. So uh, when I hit about high school, we um, had gotten we have we had several different youth ministers, and um, we started the youth ministers had started writing devotions and stuff like that weekly devotions so one week i was like hey it's back to school like i'm gonna write devotions and i think my mom still has a copy (laughs) of it so it was seven days of devotions and then from there i i after that after i did that i was like okay i think i think i want to like teach a youth group or whatever so i think i did it maybe once or twice um while i was in high school and stuff so so without without like mm. Mm-hmm. What was what was high school youth group like for you? I and mean, it's different for everybody. So what was it like for you? Um for me it was it was good. Um my family always took in the youth ministers if they didn't have homes or houses and stuff. So I was always relatively close with the youth ministers um like I said once I hit high school. Um, so I was super involved in the, um, praise team stuff in all the events. Um, we did, uh, like we had a high school every, like once a year we would, the high school would lead, um, worship and, or something like like once a year or something. And, um, was really involved in that. We did trips. Uh, we did, um, went to move. Um, we went to, or what it was called CIY back then. Uh, which I'm wearing a jacket that's from then, so it's an ancient relic. Um, but ancient. <laughs> went on missions trips, like did stuff all the time. We were constantly doing stuff uh, together as a group. Um, and a lot of my friends ended up coming to youth group uh, that I was involved in others' life stuff with. Like I was a swimmer, so a lot of my swimming friends would end up coming to church and stuff like that. Um it was it was a good experience. It wasn't a huge youth group, um, but it was a good g- group of uh, people and uh, students. And um, there really wasn't, as far as I like, could see a lot of like division or like a lot of like people getting left out um, of stuff. Um, so, but like I said, it wasn't a huge youth group either. I mean, fifteen twenty people maybe. Yeah. Um, and about a third of them were like every week and then the rest of it, everybody else was like, you know, come and go. Trickle and stuff. In, yeah. yeah. Trickle in and stuff or would be consistent for a while and then not consistent for a while. But my parents would also go <laughs> around neighborhoods and, you know, pick people up who didn't have rides. So like there was an excuse for people not to, not to be there if they wanted to, at church, if they wanted to be. Yeah. Um, what about, so. what about mission trips? Did you go on any mission trips? Yeah. Junior um, high, high school age. Uh, from going, I went to Haiti uh, between uh, eighth grade and ninth grade year. Uh, what was that like? That was, it was an awesome, uh, crazy experience uh, just to see the amount of poverty in like 
what we would consider like people that like why would they be joyful and stuff and like you know whole families living eight by eight dirt floor huts like no rooms like just enough space maybe for everybody to sleep on the floor like it's falling apart or whatever but like the joy when we would go visit some people like they would always when you would come in like in Haiti the hospitality for for people is that like you give whoever your guest is the best of what you have so in one place we were offered wine obviously I was like 13 not gonna drink it but like we were offered like some fruit or something which was really good but and it was the best of what they had and they were offering it not just out of like obligation but joyfully and we're excited that they were we were there talking with them and praying with them obviously language barrier we had translators and stuff like that but um it was really it was a really cool experience everybody talks about all this culture shock and stuff and i don't think feel so much that i had culture shock like the like oh my gosh um but it was definitely a learning and growing experience for me to just see that like their joy wasn't based on their circumstance or whatever their joy was based on solely on god and what you know they were happy that god had provided what he had provided for them and they weren't upset about it and they went around their daily life and they had just had so much more joy um than a lot of people that i knew you know back home or in the united states and even people in the church sometimes um just getting excited about about doing you know being there and just being able to worship god and to take communion and all that stuff like it was just a really uh eye-opening experience more than anything um with like kind of the personal relationship uh with god and seeing how that how that is different in other places where they have to um rely more heavily on him um not that we shouldn't rely on him but like you know they there's not really many other options for them so um that was you said that that it wasn't really a culture shock i found that most of the time whenever i go on a mission trip I get the culture shock coming back Mm. because it's like, wow, like our culture is nothing like that. The way that it almost feels like the places I've been, at least it feels like people are more real Mm. and authentic. Yeah. And so like coming back here, it's been a culture shock for me coming back. But also how old were you? I was, I was in high school. I, yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, I was eighth grade. I'm I'm on the younger side of my class, so I yeah. was I was. I graduated high school at seventeen, so, like, I was I would have been thirteen. So like I think that might be part of it too. I feel like I wasn't quite like cultured enough yet. Not cultured, but like quite. I don't know, old enough to think of it as a big difference, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, I did get a chance to go on, not a mission trip, but a trip to Italy and Greece. And I didn't have really culture shock there, but I think it's because of the extremeness of, you know, going to Haiti. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So Haiti was a cool experience. Uh, really interesting, really stretching thing. Um, there was a couple of us that. Um, we would do like specialty things with different groups of kids because we worked at a school that had a, it was a school and it, they helped teach skills and stuff. And, um, then there was a church within the school and stuff. So, uh, there was a, me, my brother and this other girl on the trip were all swimmers. So, um, near the missionary's house, like it was right, right next to the water. Gorgeous. It was so gorgeous, like mountains and water where they meet. And it's, you know, cl- you know, the beautiful blue and the green and stuff like that, which is not what I was expecting when I when I went to Haiti. Um, so we went down to the beach and we were supposed to be teaching kids from the school how to swim. We didn't have an interpreter. <laughs> so here we are, three high school kids trying to teach kids that we don't know the same language to 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 swim and stuff and just the trust and like the the waves we found to communicate was really cool um and like i still have we had water bottles on the trip and i still have my water bottle and i still have my journal from from that trip um but i remember probably the 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 their 
the thing that stood out most to me, like one of the defining moments was when I was teaching this little, trying to show this little girl how to swim and I was trying to get her to float. Like, and she like would not let go of my arm, but like you could see like the terror in her face, but like the grip and stuff, but like she was smiling and it was like, like she has no clue what I'm trying to get her to do, but she's trusting me enough. She's not going to let me go, but she's trusting me enough to lay on her back in the water when she has no clue what I'm like, what I'm trying to do. Um, and so that was, that was probably, that stood out like, as like, a like, wow, like this is crazy. Like, what am I doing <laughs> type, type moment? So what, what was the biggest or one of the biggest God things that happened to you before you got out of high school? Um, before I got out of high school, uh, it was probably, um, I, I've not always fit in. I know that I'm different and I used to not care. We all know that you're different. Yeah. <laughs> and I used, and I used to not care. Um, so like through middle and school and stuff, I know that I got teased but I didn't really care about that for being Christian, for being a little bit naive, for being weird, uh, weird in the way that I am. Uh, I mean, toe socks and flip flops. I mean, that's all I got to say. And um, high school is probably where it started um, changing a little bit. And um, and even in middle school, I think middle school is such a tough time for anyone um, figuring out who you are, developing that and trying on kind of different personalities and seeing what works for you, like what's not going to get you in trouble with your parents, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, probably one of the most defining moments for me, I don't know if uh, really, um, I think I told this to, we just, I just came back from a youth trip that uh, we talked about our testimonies and stuff. And this will probably be only like the fourth or fifth time that I've actually like, told people about this or said anything so about it yeah the whole it. world, yeah. Has the whole world can have it. access to it um is um so i was having just a really hard time i don't remember what was going on with my life in my life but i was in middle school upper middle school and i was just struggling with who i who i was and um all that stuff um kind of feeling depressed down on myself so um my dad is uh uh, EMT, uh, or was an EMT. So, um, and my family's very, um, sarcastic and very like, we pick on each other. That's the way we show our love. Um, I apologize to my husband, but it's my family's fault. Um, <laughs> so, um, we, my dad and my brother were outside doing something and, uh, I had decided that I was done. I was done. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to go through anything else. I didn't want to like, and I don't think it was something huge or something really relatively bad. So, um, and it came across my mind while I was of all things, putting away dishes. So I was like, okay, there was a knife and I was like, okay, well, like, what about cutting myself? Like, should I do that? And then I was like, okay, like, and how, like, because my of my dad's medical profession, I knew that like when you try to commit suicide, if you slash it across across your wrist, uh, it's not like that can be repaired. But if you go down your veins, it can't be repaired. Um, which is something probably a middle schooler shouldn't know. Um, but I was going to do that. I was going to go across like down um instead of up and down instead of across and um then my brother and my dad walked in um as I like but it looked like I was putting dishes away um and they started joking with me about reading or something or doing something and started talking to me and like like they had no clue like just being you know my regular family and that was definitely a god thing because like I was ready to do it. Like I was ready to like make the commitment and do it. And 
and here they they bust in like literally right before I'm going to do it and like they have no clue what's been going on or what my, what my thoughts were or anything and they um and I think they ended up I ended up going outside with them and I don't I don't even know that they they know um what I was doing uh or what I planned on doing um and it was just it was definitely god showing up in the moment where like I needed something um and I didn't realize that till probably late much later um, cause I feel like that happens a lot. Like you don't realize where God was in a situation until you can take time to look back and reflect on it. Um, so that was probably the most defining moment for, of that. And then that changed a lot of, um, I've never tried or attempted suicide since then or done anything like that. Uh, but it was definitely like an eye opening, uh, experience and like, oh, like, this is, like, like, this is not okay, and, like, I need to get back um, to relying on God and trusting in God and to to um, just the love that my family had for me, and even though they were picking on me, like, like that reflected God's love. So that was probably my f- most defining moment, um, middle school, high school kind of era, Ish. I want to I want to rest in that camp for a minute, like, because I I was a cutter and growing up, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of interesting because I'd never thought about it before. But you said that you didn't remember really what, why, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you had gotten to that point, and you know, thinking back, I don't really know either, um, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that a lot of people that get into that that boat, mm-hmm. it's it's that the things, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're struggling with, whatever it is, whether it's, um, it just depression, like an just impossible whatever. mountain. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like an impossible mountain. And what's, what's funny is like looking back, all of those mountains were just mole hills, you know, yeah. like they, they really were, were something at the time maybe, yeah. but they are nothing in comparison to yeah. what I've gone through yeah. since. Yeah. And just seeing what God has done pulling me through mm-hmm. all of the other things that he's pulled me through, like all of the possible things that I went through. Now, I'm not saying everybody. There's some major things that happen in people's lives, and I won't discredit that. But all the things that I was going through, I know they didn't surmount to much of anything of real, truly important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I know some people struggle because of, you know, deaths in the family or whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. reasons i didn't have those reasons neither did i i i chuck mine up to chemical imbalance and teenageness i mean that's <laughs> really what i yeah. chuck mine up to um what's funny is is i i actually had a friend turn me into my youth pastor for that i i i trusted you know like and thank goodness, right? Like yeah. that that they they said something, um, but to my youth pastor and my youth pastor, instead of talking to me about it, just went straight to my parents, mm. and so that that got awkward and addressed. <laughs> um, and I didn't really do it after, but it was one of those things that like I don't know, like mm. it, it wasn't. It was a big deal then. Yeah, but and it's not now. I feel like you know? maybe for me it was more of I felt like I was so not in control of my life and what was going on around me, and that was something that I could control. Um, so, because I I struggle with the 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 control issue, being letting God be in control and not being in control. I mean, I struggled it with in high school, um, with kind of. Um, I didn't do like an extreme eating disorder, but I was not eating enough, um, purposefully, um, and making, I mean, it was was making me sick and making me, um, very weak and stuff like that. Um, because it was something I could control. I couldn't control, you know, what was going on around me. I couldn't control, I was swimming at the time. I, I felt like I couldn't control that because I didn't like doing it anymore and I was still forced to do it by my parents um so 
yeah. So I guess yeah. that's my that's my, my little <laughs> so, thing that I struggle like not little. The thing that I struggle with the most is feeling like I'm not in control of a situation and doing something to make myself feel like I'm in control, even though like with those things I wasn't really in control. Like So you struggle with control. Mm-hmm. Still. <laughs> No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole uh, conundrum of where are we going to eat? I don't know. I don't want to pick, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't want this. Or that doesn't sound good. Yeah. You just don't want the initial options picked. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to college. Mm-hmm. Yep. After you so, graduated. Uh, my brother grad is a year ahead of me in school. Um so he decided to stick around for school and we did a college tour of some Christian colleges and we both decided uh, we wanted to go to Kentucky Christian University. Uh, my brother went a year in here and um, I, think, I think it was Edison College at that time. So he, went, he stayed home for a year and went to school, got some basic classes out of the way. Um, and then I was so mad at him. I was so very mad at him because he decided he wanted to go to the same school that I wanted to to go to. Um, So we packed off and my poor parents (laughs) were left alone (laughs) with their kids in Kentucky from Florida. So, you know, poor parents. See, I (laughs) like I, I, we both left at the same time. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm excited not for her to hurry up and get there. But once she gets there, I think I'll be excited. Yeah. We have a a daughter. (laughs) We have a daughter, Serenity. She's, not even five yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm not like her. I don't want her to hurry up and get to yeah. that point. But once she gets there and she moves off and does whatever she does, I'm okay with that. Although right now she claims that she's going to live with us forever. So. Yeah. So. And you know, if that ends up happening, we're going to have to get up to her house. So. <laughs> but so um, decided to go off to college, knew what I was going to do, had decided that I wanted to go to pre-law school go to law school and from there get into politics like any good Christian child uh, wants to, (laughs) Um, to change the system from the inside or I don't even know. Uh, So I went my first year, my freshman year, and um, I was taking a lot of the pre-law stuff was history classes. So I was taking history classes and then um, because I went to a Christian university, they had us take Bible classes as well. And I found that I was enjoying my Bible classes a lot more than I was my history classes. And I've always loved history. Like, history has always been, like, like oh, I love history. So, and the best the best efforts I put were in my history classes. Well, you took two things that you, you love <laughs> and put them together, and that's Bible classes, really. Yeah. I mean, like, because you're studying yeah. a lot of history in your yeah. Bible classes. and So, um... So about halfway through my sophomore year, um, I felt God uh, trying to like, I say convince me um, to tell me like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to, you're, this is not what you're supposed to be studying. You're supposed to be doing um, youth ministry. And I was like, no, like that's not, I have a plan. I know what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to do pre-law and law and I'm either going to be a, a child advocate or I uh, work, you know, in children or in families or animals or something like that because I loved animals. Like, and then eventually, I don't know how that was going to lead into politics, but I had it all figured out, you know, when you're 17, 18, you have it all figured out when you know nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe so. the first phone call I made back to my dad after a week was, oh my gosh, you were right about everything. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know that's something that doesn't do- generally come out until you're a little bit older, but yeah. I was kind of blown away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I like ignored God, uh, and his calling in my life and was like, no, no, no. And then one day, like, I was just like, I'd had it. Cause like, I felt like he was nagging me to do like, to do it. Like it kept coming up. It kept being like coming in front of me. And it, you know, was in my thoughts and stuff constantly. And so I decided one day, uh, we lived not too far from some parks. So I went out to um, a lake there 
near the school and I just I went off uh, on a trail made sure that there was nobody around uh, if there was somebody around I apologize because I just I like yelled at God for like an hour and argued with him out loud obviously no voice heard back but like I could feel like what he was saying like like it was an imaginary conversation back with you know he was having back with me in my head and like it I screamed and yelled well yeah <laughs> but like you know like Somebody probably thought I was, you know, off my rocker if they would have come across me. And um, and so I just like this feeling of like, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this. This is where your life is going to lead. And this is, you know, my call for you. And and I'm like, like at the end, like, you know, like the, you know, child that doesn't get their way you know i like i mentally crossed my arms and was like okay fine i'll double major i'll major in pre-law and history and then i will uh double major in youth ministry because at the time that was the pre-law history was the easiest to, do, to double major in uh with any other with any other whatever program so i started uh, doing youth ministry classes and then probably the end of like mid junior year I switched completely to doing um, youth youth and family ministries type stuff uh, mostly youth ministry uh, and a lot of my focus was mostly on uh, middle school um, so and that was like a long journey of me struggling as God and being like, no, like I'll listen to you, but only this much, or I'll do what you've asked me to do, but like on my terms. Um, and that, that didn't end up very well. And so, like I said, by the end, I ended up switching to. You gave in and doubled down because when you graduated, <laughs> what? You, you went on with your master's too. Yeah. Um, but so that's kind of the struggle that was there and deciding what I was going to do with my life. Cause like, yeah, that's I a major know. shift. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, mm -hmm. what's ironic is it's two topics that are one of those. You just, you don't talk about <laughs> in, in other workplaces. Yeah. It's religion like and politics. Years. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about <laughs> politics if you want to yeah, maintain and those a, were the two a friendly things. workplace. And those are the two things that like, Yeah. Is that why you're not friendly to me? Yeah, probably. So <laughs> after you graduated, mm -hmm. you continued on. Uh, yeah, I continued on with my schooling. Online, right? Um, part of it was online. Part of it, I had to go back for like a week intensive yeah. course to get my master's. Um, you worked at a camp? Yeah, and the summer uh, after I graduated, couldn't find a job. Applied to probably 100 different jobs in literally all, um, almost every state in the United States. Uh, even Alaska. Yeah. So I heard back from... That would have been awesome. Yeah. I heard back from four. Um, three of them saying, yeah, we're not looking for a female to be a youth minister. Because um, that's what I applied for. And that was probably the biggest struggle is like... A lot of people told me that I wasn't going to be able to make it as a youth minister uh, to be able to do that. So I heard back from one one church in Kansas, and I uh, did a phone interview with them, and then they drove. I was working at a camp in, in Indiana, an uh, awesome Christian camp, uh, Wonder Valley Christian Camp. Woo, I love them, uh, Dan and Chris. And um, so they drove like nine, ten hours to come interview me in person, um, which was crazy to me like especially like, after only getting three other responses call. and mm -hmm. they were like yeah. we don't want women yeah and so um so i finished my summer there and then i came uh, uh at one point i did fly to kansas to do an interview and they were actually bringing in another uh uh minister at the time um and so the job that i was offered and took was for elementary or for elementary uh and middle school uh i would oversee uh the uh, the the um early childhood to the younger kids um but we had an awesome lady that did most of that so i didn't have to really worry about it so uh 
And then uh, there was another guy that was hired actually at the same time that I was. We moved within like a week of each other to do uh, high school and college age. So I got home, (laughs) uh, got bought some stuff and turned around and moved to Kansas after the summer was over pretty much. And that was like very, I don't know. I was by myself halfway across the country from anywhere. Like I didn't know anybody within like not even like friends of parents within like probably like five or six hours of me. And that's literally the first time that had ever happened to me. Yeah. And so that was kind of terrifying. Uh, But it taught me to definitely rely on God and, uh, and to, know who who I am as a person um but yeah so that was crazy madness and then I worked and there you're going to, yeah, to you're doing classes at masters, the same time yeah. for your masters doing, doing my masters which was really cool because they let me have the time off and, and and the school at the time had a program where you got yeah. your masters for free since you graduated yeah did the four years there yeah did the four years a big and blessing yes it was um so uh, I was traveling back and forth between uh, Kansas and Kentucky to take my master's and do my master's. I was doing it online as well. Um, so, yeah, that was... Midway was, through there, you met the second greatest person you've ever met in your entire life. Who would that be? Me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's the first? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then... So was living there by myself, uh, had an apartment, had a dog, ended up with two dogs, um, lived in the parsonage at the church for a while until I bought a house, uh, met Derek. On a Christian dating website. Uh, ChristianDatingForFree.com. So some free we advertisement poor. if it's still out there. We were poor people that were Christians, um, and kind of had given up on it um had talked to some people from it but it was i had gotten a stalker from it and like i had to report it to the police and stuff so like kind of was like yeah no i think i'm done um and then i get this message from this guy and i was like i'm not really sure if i should answer him because like i've only ever dated guys that are six feet or taller and he is definitely (laughs) short but i was like but he seems nice. Like, he took the time to, like, message me, so I'll message him back. Yeah, so then I receive a message back, and I'm like, I have been fed up with this whole dating online thing because it wasn't going anywhere. But I felt like she she had enough respect for me to message me back, so, you know, I'll message her back and just kind of see where things go. And one thing led to another. We were facebook friends after Mm -hmm. that and we messaged on facebook back and forth a lot Mm -hmm. and then we eventually got up the courage to give each other phone numbers yeah and uh we Mm. met Mm -hmm. we called it at first sight (laughs) we didn't call it a first date yeah um but we met at a buffalo wild wings in topeka kansas Mm -hmm. and yep i'm five five and I'm 230 almost, pounds at I'm the time. Almost five, so. I'm almost 5'9". Five <laughs> so uh, the first thing I thought when I saw him, like, it was really weird because I wasn't nervous at all, like, driving. I was nervous, like, maybe a minute before when I wasn't sure where you were and stuff. And then, like, I saw you and I wasn't nervous anymore. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm not threatening at all whatsoever. But, like, the first thing I thought was, like, oh, my gosh, she's really short. <laughs> Like, that's the first thing that popped into my my brain when you got yeah. up. Because you were driving. I think you were driving your mom's car, right? Uh, maroon. No, I thought I was driving I my truck. I don't think you were trying to drive your truck. I think you were driving your mom's car. I could have been. I was yeah. I was on my way to a wedding. Yeah. In southern Missouri. And uh-huh. it was like, a, I'm going to go on a date first. I don't know. It was, <laughs> a, it was strange. Weird things. Yeah. Shoot, but it was good. Yeah. So we met. We probably spent an hour eating, the restaurant, yeah, and then we enjoyed each other's company enough that we, went to we a spent three hours at a park, yeah, just chilling, 
uh, she got to meet my best friend at the time, and uh, who, who happened of, to be driving through town. Who, yeah, who just so happened to be driving through to go to a funeral and dropping off a wedding gift for the person I was going to their wedding, and so she got to to meet him, and uh, yeah, it was it was definitely interesting because I expected it to be like the most awkward yeah 45 minute meal i'd ever had and <laughs> pretty then much split off and, and go home and that was it or go to the wedding and that was yeah it. and like i uh yeah it was yeah it was <laughs> it was unexpected yes it definitely was unexpected mm-hmm. so we we didn't officially date yet Mm-mm. it was kind of a still chatting back and forth i wasn't really ready to commit to anything so i get a i get a oh. i get a warning of poop or get off the pot are those the words that i used yes <laughs> yes well it was funny because i was actually on a i don't know if you knew this but i was on a trip with like the all the leadership in the church and i had been talking to one of them about that and they they were like like for your emotional stableness you like you need to figure out what your relationship with him is yeah. and stuff like that and so it was on that t- it was on a trip <laughs> like i was with like the staff and stuff yeah i didn't know church. that actually um <laughs> but i was just i was not sure of anything and i gave like, i gave you like a week me, right so. i don't remember <laughs> it didn't take I gave, that long though. i gave him a timeline guys so if you ever need the guy uh, to to get your guy to commit tell him to poop or get off the pot <laughs> worked for me <laughs> so we started dating mm-hmm. and about six months later i asked you to marry me on april fools yeah uh <laughs> which was funny to me it kind of encompassed uh, our relationship yeah I think, really yeah well. and my personality <laughs> yeah in general it was, it was good. Um, six months later, we were married. Yeah, so April so, and then October. Like boom, boom, married. boom. In that process of us dating, you bought a house. Yes. I bought all by my own. Bought a house, moved in. Starting living there with my two doggies. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. And got married. Uh, I worked at the church for about four and a half years. I was in Kansas for about five and a half years, I think. Um, went through some tough stuff, uh, with the church in Kansas and, um, being let go, uh, from that. And, um, that time, um, at that point I had so much of my identity wrapped up in the church and like, and being a, uh, youth minister, being an elementary, they, at that point they had moved me to doing only elementary, um, and and younger and like being that that i didn't know who i was outside of that like that was so much a part of my identity and who i was that like i was so lost but even in that lostness and feeling like i didn't know where to go and like where is god in any of this like why would this happen um within like two weeks i had had a job uh, it was only part-time, and then within two weeks of, or, like, within a month of starting that, I ended up going full-time yep. um, at, at the job. And so nothing really changed. Um, I mean... I, I said nothing really changed. Nothing, like, we were, I, we, like, financially we were stable. We yep. were able to pay off. Like, there wasn't any, like, huge debts or anything that we couldn't pay off or or I feel like whatever. we became more financially stable at that point. Almost. In some ways, yeah. And um, we kind of just didn't didn't go to church very often. Um, found like, a Saturday church because we were, I mean, I was working on Sundays. But it was like few and far between. Yeah. We didn't. It was really a struggle. Go. Like, I mean, I still read my Bible and I still prayed and all that stuff. But it was like that part because of the being burnt from the church that I worked at and just feeling you know, like, I can't, I don't know that I can do this again. Um, it was hard. And, um, 
I, I lost a lot of my joy. Um, I'm not, everybody who knows me now, I'm not nearly as crazy as I used to be. So you get the mellowed down version of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, it was a struggle. Uh, we we kind of became complacent mm. and just did, did, did the life. life. Like yeah, went, went like through the motions. Going through the motions, very... Um, and then about probably, oh gosh, six or seven months into it, um, my mom offhandedly mentioned that the church that I grew up in um, was looking to hire uh, some people. And I think at the time it was like there was a maintenance job, a secretary job, and then a children's ministry job. Uh, and the children's ministry was part-time, and the secretary, I think, was part-time as well. All of them were part-time. I think, were they? Maintenance okay. was part-time. Oh, yeah, it's all part-time. So um, I was like, okay, like, I would thought about getting back into ministry, but I wasn't, like, sure with living in Kansas and stuff. And I had applied to different places, not heard anything back from from them, not looking seriously either. Um but At that was, point, we both knew something needed to change. Yeah, because we, we were, were in a rut. Yeah, we were definitely stagnant in a rut. for sure. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we, I got an interview, and um, the pastor actually happened to be up for a conference near near where we were in Kansas. So we met him, and then I got a phone call from Derek Tennant, who. Uh, I was in his wedding <laughs> when I was younger. We, we went down. We met them here before we met Did with we? him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hadn't remember the order. Um, but Derek. Derek Tennant. Yeah. He, he um, his wife was the preacher's daughter that I grew up with. So, like, she babysat me. I was in their wedding. Like, so I've known him for a long time. <laughs> so that was weird, you know, coming in, like talking to him about that and what was going on and, you know, the job and that it's only part-time and, you know, whatever. And I think I was, like, maybe one of two people that applied for the job. Yeah. Um, so they really didn't have much choice, I guess. And they, they also <laughs> didn't put much stock in, in Lizzie because we, we live so far away. Mm-hmm. Like, that, why would you And move? we had a house. I mean, we were only paying $600 a month. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And that was above and beyond what we were required to pay Mm -hmm. for the house. Like, it was a, we were pretty set and it didn't really make sense, at least not on paper. Um, We had just started talking about having kids. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so, I mean, we had picked out the names of, that we were going to have. Potentially, yeah. And uh, potentially. Hopefully, thinking maybe. uh, Hadn't started really trying to have kids yet, but. Yeah. So went through all that process. They were like, "Well, if like, like they didn't if think that's we were being really serious, what you like, do. yeah, <laughs> like okay, like yeah, like we're all for it." Um, and so uh, at the time, uh, this was like February. Mm-hmm. I think April. It was February it? of sixteen, um, and you came down in April. Yeah, I came down in so, April by myself. Well, I say by myself with our three dogs because yeah. we had and then well, added another dog. So to she our accepted pack. the the job, and two weeks after it was like end of February, two weeks after we found out she was five weeks pregnant. Mm, yeah. So it was like okay, you've got a kid on the way. So you've got yeah, a solid so that was house a situation. Two two full time well, jobs. It was like, but it was only two. It was two weeks before I moved. I think that we found out right. Mm-mm. It was. I'm pretty sure it was two weeks after you accepted the job. I thought it was two weeks after. But that was all yeah, such a yeah. tight window. Yeah. Like. And so um, we were very blessed and lucky that my parents still lived in town. Um, so we were able to move, move, move in with them. Um, so uh, we, I was, I was here a month before Derek was. Um, so he didn't get to go to a lot of my first appointments or anything uh, with serenity which was which was hard um but yeah so moved back (laughs) 
moved back here for our part-time job when we both had full-time stable jobs that we could have done for the rest of our life and been okay, you know, not had to worry about anything. Um, so that was definitely a huge God thing because didn't know where that was going to lead well, or what was going to happen or I was I was in Kansas for a month while you were here mm. and it was just so like it just didn't feel right mm. to the point where I was like I'm coming down in May whether I've got a job or not yeah and three days before I I started the drive <laughs> started to drive away the the job called and offered me a dollar more than what I was asking for uh, to come work for him so yeah. So God definitely kind of just thing. showed Took up. Care of. Although I did tell God, I was like, "If we do this, you got to show up big. Like that's mm-hmm. that's this he, is all you. And You're asking me to go, but not yeah. telling me direction. So. And um, and I and you know, and it was I I know it was hard for you because I was moving back to somewhere where I knew you were moving away from everything, fourteen hundred miles away from anything I knew. Yeah. What's yeah. yeah. So and. Um, that's, I guess, it, the, the big difference in, like, how we grew up in, like, our families in some ways is, like, my, my, my family, like, I guess it's a big deal to move halfway across the country. Like, I never thought it was really a big deal. Um, as big as some other people, like, they would never do that or would never, you know, think that. I wouldn't that. have. And, um... And, like, Derek, all his family live, you know, within, they, like, an hour of each other. Or most of, like, your sisters and stuff. Five like, minutes. Not, yeah. <laughs> okay. Most of them live down the street from each other. Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, and then ex- most of your extended family even lives in Missouri from what I. Yeah, for the most part. For the, I mean, yeah. A significant amount of them. The ones that I yeah. see. Yeah. So. saw. And I grew up, like, with just my grandparents down here in Florida. So, like, I never really thought about, like kind of that resentment and that like pulling you away from family and stuff because i was we like we were so close knit cool. like it just was i mean i was literally like, always doing things together yeah. always going yeah. and doing things together and my my mindset was well i was moving of course so i was excited because i was moving back to where i knew but like like it was like this was an opportunity that god had provided a way for which you know, in our struggles and in, in the hard times and stuff. And like as terrifying as it was to move halfway across the country and and do that, like it was also exciting at the same time, I guess. Like yeah. a, a new adventure. Yeah, it was definitely a new adventure and it felt like the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some struggles when we got here, you know, lived lived in some interesting, complicated situations. Yeah, so we lived with people for how many years uh three and a half yeah and that was really hard for me because i am um an introvert um pretty much uh, yeah when uh well and a lot of that we shared a room space yeah i shared a room with with serenity with serenity so we had a crib and a queen size bed and that was a dresser yeah that was (laughs) it um I mean, I, I'm thankful for the people that that yeah. allowed us to stay with yeah. them. Oh, yeah. But it was just, it was a rough. Not having your own space and not rough, being able to. The first, what, just two and a half years or two years was really off. tough. Yeah. Just, and like I said, I'm, I'm an introvert. So, like, I felt like I had to be on all the time. And that was super stressful and not good for me. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up getting a house through Habitat for Humanity. Another huge blessing from God. Yeah, uh, that was because the process was tough, but he always, you know, opened up the doors. The doors. Mm-hmm. I ended up, uh, I w- ended up working for the church, and then I was um, asked to to step down at one point. Uh, really, the two jobs that I was hired to do didn't work well together uh, in the long run, anyways. So um, it was just there was too much to 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 do either job well so um i got asked to step down had 30 days to find a job or else we lost the house and god immediately provided a job like 
within two weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks, I think it was three weeks, yeah. I was able to get my security license, and I'm still doing security. Yeah. Um, but we were able to move in um, two years ago. Yeah, wow. Coming up in August. Wow. Like two weeks. Um, we moved in to the house that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, Habitat can't talk good enough about them. Yeah. They're an and they're incredible a Christian organization. organization as well. Um, they are a Christian organization. They really, their whole goal really truly is a hand up and not a handout mm-hmm. because they teach you how to take care of your stuff. Um, they make you work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you it's a huge hours blessing. With them. Yeah, yeah, volunteer hours. But it's also a huge blessing on the backside because, um, well, we, we have an interest-free loan on a house. Yeah. Zero interest. Like, in that's Florida. a huge blessing <laughs> in Florida. Right. So, um, I mean, God did show up. He mm-hmm. showed up real big. He's, and yeah. with my security job that I have now, I know this has been mostly about Lizzie, but um, with the security job I have now, I'm also able to do a lot of the things at the church, like this podcast, um, that God wants me to do. Um as well, Lizzie has since become full time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I do. What year? October. Oh yeah, October. Yeah, October. hasn't even been a full year yet. No. Um. So I do. She took over student ministry yeah. as well so as zero. I'm zero through twelfth grade now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that has been a a big blessing, and I don't. I've been a youth sponsor and stuff. Um. Through all of that. Uh even when Derek was working here and then when he wasn't working here, which that was difficult to go through. Uh, we weren't even really sure if we were going to stay or not. Well, I, I just asked I just asked Lizzie, I said, hey, is this where God wants us or does God want us to go somewhere else? She said, I feel like this is where God wants us to be. I said, all right, well, then I'll be at praise team practice on Thursday. And this was like Tuesday night, I think. Yeah, it was I think a Tuesday so. night. Um and and they Tuesday announced night. it Sunday. Practice was Thursday night, and Sunday, Sunday was was when they announced it. So between Tuesday and Thursday, Lizzie was like, "Yeah, this is where God. I feel like God wants us to stay," and it was just a mm-hmm. a no brainer. It for us, it was just a no brainer that. Not that it wasn't as tough it, and it as wasn't it was. easy. It wasn't right. easy. I will yeah. say that it was not easy at all. But and it was. I also wasn't not bitter to some extent you know like i it was a struggle for me because of of some of the things but it i feel like it was what god wanted us to do Mm -hmm. i mean it was another and i trust me and yeah and it definitely i know just from conversations that i've had since with some of the people like they were like yeah i would have never stayed like how could you have stayed like why did you stay a lot of people or like saying yeah or like like I never expected you to stay, you guys to stay. Um, and Derek, up until probably how long has Will been here? A year, a year ago, was still yeah. running, doing a lot of our tech team stuff, which, which is, is what he was was part was of his doing job. Youth and tech before, yeah. and so like yeah. Instead of like people were like, you could have just you know, I know people are thinking he could have just stepped out and let it fail, let it flop, and let it go back to you know what it was before or anything but like that was never i i don't know that it ever that crossed your never, mind to mm-hmm. to to do that and like when he told me he was gonna play i was like are you sure like i mean don't get me wrong do you want to play Part like of me wanted to yeah but like i i couldn't do that yeah like, i don't know yeah so um that i think that stems yeah. from from the solid like our our living life mm-hmm. for Jesus, not for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the the struggle comes in, and I mean this this has happened just throughout. I think my life and your life. Um, yeah, just the whole like so the struggle comes in with with the people, right? Like people complicate things, mm-hmm. and they're the part that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you step back and actually take the perspective of why am I doing this? You yeah. Know, I'm doing this for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and everything that I do is is supposed to be for him. Like it it really melts away the the whole 
people aspect of it. you know what i mean like it yeah it it makes it easier to stomach the stupid thoughts that go through your brain yeah you know what i mean like like the and, ridiculous things and like now currently in in my walk and in and my faith and and in what i'm doing um uh i feel confident and know that um god wants me here for a reason uh there is a purpose to be where i am doing what i'm doing right now um i'm not a hundred percent sure that purpose it what that purpose is and i think that's god trying to teach me that i don't need to be in control um (laughs) which is difficult sometimes but so it is both terrifying and super exciting because i don't know what god's gonna do next and uh and not that I'm thinking about like leaving here or anything, but like I don't know where God's going to lead us next, uh, our family and stuff, and that's terrifying and exciting because it could be here, it could be somewhere else. Like I don't know. Yeah. And just having that faith and that ability to rely on God that much is just—it's like that's what He's been teaching me all over, you know, all of all throughout all these 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 things and these times and these difficulties and stuff. Um, is that like it has made me a stronger person uh in and not saying that I don't doubt or that I don't you know question what God wants for me but knowing like like he what he has planned for me is what's best for me that doesn't mean it's going to be easy doesn't mean it's going to be you know smooth sailing or anything like that it's just what I'm going through may help somebody else and that's why like i want to talk about my story and like even though it's like not so super exciting uh (laughs) really it's still my story and it's got well it's not my story it's god's story it's god's story of how he has led me through life and how he has brought me to where i am uh right now and it will it can it will continue on from here on and uh it's exciting and terrifying to see where he's going to you know, force me to grow or make me grow through difficulties and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a ride and I love it. And there's times that I hate it, but, um, but when I look back on even the times that I hate, like I can see God in that, in those times and in those situations. And, um, for me, probably reflection is probably the most where I see God working is when I look back on how far things have come or how far my life has come. Um, you know, and that, that's, I don't know. It really makes you think, I guess. I don't know. So if you could challenge them to do one thing this week, what would you challenge them to do? Hmm. So for me, um, the confidence I have in what I'm doing and being where God wants me to do has come from me stopping and listening for God. Uh, So I would challenge you to stop and just like take some time to like just empty your thoughts and just just talk to God, have a conversation with God, talk to him like. I mean, like I said, I've, I've yelled at God before. So like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) just, and stop and listen for what he has to say. Uh, cause too many times we get distracted by everything that's going around on around us and things and this and that and life and social media and family and friends and jobs and everything, um, can just distract you from that time with God and um, taking that time to be, to be still, like it says in scripture to be still and know that I am God. Like the being still thing is something that I particularly find difficult, but when I do, like I feel God's peace and God's presence in in that, and it's not always like me having a conversation, you know, like me hearing God in my head or whatever, like a conversation. It's just, it's just peace. Sometimes it's not, like any like it's just like being like like finally being able to breathe fully and yeah that's yeah so the challenge so spend some time just being still yeah and listening for god listening for god that's good it's good stuff 
Well, thanks for uh, joining us today and and listening in. Uh, hopefully, I would like to do these a little bit more often than what we do. Um, probably get some of get some more people to to do this. Uh, thank you for sharing, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And uh, like God. I had a choice. <laughs> well, <laughs> you did, and you chose. To bear with me and, <laughs> and share. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining us today, and God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week, and God bless.